Yo, what is going on, baby? Nate Kennedy, the New Money Podcast, episode 10, how to negotiate all your bills like a boss to save a ton of cash. How y'all doing, man? Love the reception I had from you guys the last episode. Had some great investing conversations with some of you. Uh, you know, that truly warmed my heart. So I'm really glad that so many people are taking action, getting after it. So it's super great to hear. Again, as I always say, if anything was difficult from the previous episodes, please reach out and 100% we can chat, we can talk, we can FaceTime, we can do anything. So don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger at all. Line is 100% open. If you do mess with the show, I'm getting annoying with this, but I don't care. Leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'm telling you, it really, really helps. It takes like two minutes, quick little star thingy, throw it on there. That'd be great. I'd really appreciate that. But today... We are going to talk about how you can negotiate your bills like a friggin' boss. It's a very prevalent topic given what's going on right now. And, you know, a lot of what we're going to talk about is going to help you save some of that cash that, you know, is, is oh so important right now. So let's just dive on into it, baby. So just opening up with negotiating, you know, a lot of companies are very, very willing to help you out right now given what's going on in the world uh, this is a perfect time to hone in on your negotiating skills and practice for when you actually might not have as much ground after this situation that we found ourselves in kind of dies down so you've got a little bit of ground now you'll probably get a little bit more than you would um, but again nonetheless it's a great time to sort of hone those skills so firstly what is the number one thing that stops people especially younger kids younger people uh, maybe even you from negotiating down their bills or trying to get a better deal what is it it's fear it's 100 million trillion percent fear it's the fear of being wrong it's the fear of feeling rejected it's the fear of feeling stupid all all these things and you know what that's totally okay if that goes through your head that's the thought that goes through my head too i mean we're all human like it's it's just those thoughts are gonna come it's it's completely understandable but here's the thing fear is often squashed with information and the truth and so here's the truth as it pertains to negotiating your bills and really negotiating anything else in life. Number one, it's not about being fearless. It's about being a little bit scared and and doing the shit anyway. You've gotta just jump in. You're not gonna be perfect. You're not gonna be fearless, but you just kinda have to do it to get where you wanna go. So that's number one. Number two, with bills, you've got everything to gain and absolutely nothing to lose. Oftentimes you're talking to a loyalty department. It is literally their job to take care of you. And so you just really have upside or God forbid nothing happens like you're in the same spot you were. So you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So you might as well try. And number three, being real, what is the worst that happens if you try and fail with negotiating? Like absolutely crash and burn. Okay, so you feel a little bit silly, sure, but you gain the critical experience of knowing maybe what not to do next time you feel better that you can actually say you tried, you tried to improve your situation. So at least if nothing happens, which is unlikely, but if nothing happens, you can say that you gave it your best shot. And, and no one you're negotiating with is going to think you're stupid or weird or aggressive. They don't really care, to be honest. They, this is what they do. So, so don't worry about their opinions. You know, there's a quote that says, you wouldn't care as much of what people think if you knew how rarely they think of you. It's a pretty interesting quote, but it's so, so true. It's like we, we get so wrapped up 
in you know what people think about us when really they're thinking about themselves and they're not really thinking about us as much as we think. So keep that in mind. And and these people are strangers too. If anything, you know, they're going to respect you for at least trying to do the best you can. And so don't let this sort of irrational fear run your life, right? At the end of the day, with all of these things, you have nothing to lose, everything to gain. No one really cares if you negotiate or not, so you might as well, because you're not offending them. And you really should, because you have a very real and legitimate opportunity to create options for yourself. So God damn it, make that shit happen. <laughs> okay, so kind of segueing into my history with negotiating. So I absolutely love to negotiate. I think it's so thrilling. It's so fun. I just, I get such a kick out of it. I've been doing it since I was a teenager with my phone bills. You know, it's, it's such a thrilling sort of battle. And oftentimes, I'll be honest, I come out way ahead by just giving it a shot and not compromising what I truly want. And even when, you know, I, I didn't employ some of the tactics that I talk about in this and I kind of just tried, I oftentimes got something and so just giving it a shot you'll you'll usually come up with something so it's definitely worth trying given what's going on i'd love to share some of my experiences as well as principles that you can take away from this episode to implement in your own life to save shit tons of money now to start with a story i'd say my favorite instance of negotiating has to be with my car so it's not not bills but it's actually the car that i have right now man oh man was this ever a thrill? I, I talked about this in my car episode, but for me, I really didn't know much about cars. And so I researched the hell out of them. That's the first thing. I just, I don't know anything. So I want to know something. So I'm going to research them, right? I wanted to know what was quality, what was good, what was bad, what to look out for. And when I figured out what I wanted, I researched like crazy how to negotiate for a car specifically, not just in general, but more so how do you, how do you get the best deal on a car? So I honed in on specific making models that I wanted. I, I wanted to know the condition and, and you know what my price point was. So again, information dive, really trying to get around it. And you know when I shopped around, I didn't compromise the key things that I wanted. And when I finally came across a car that fit the build, I was locked and loaded, doubled down on my research, knew that I could make this happen. Now, I'm not gonna get into the nitty gritty of the deal and I'll probably shelf that for another episode on maybe negotiating cars. I'll probably do something like that. But there are so many different facets to the art of negotiating. But the reason I'm bringing up this story is one, it's my favorite and two, it illustrates the first topic that I wanna touch on which is doing your homework. So number one thing that you should do with negotiating, it's all about your information and your preparation. So you understand negotiating is always in your best favor, right? You might as well do it. You're more often not going to be in a good position. So how are you going to do it? Well, firstly, it starts with information collection and your preparation. The bigger the negotiation, the more back work you're likely going to need to do. Negotiations hinge on the exchange of information. So it's critical you actually know what the hell you're talking about and, and you're not bullshitting because eventually it might work, but that shit's probably going to catch up to you and it'll hurt the approach that we're actually going to talk about later in this episode. So knowing your stuff matters. You need to not only understand the realm of what's going on, but you need to understand what you want too. Like anything, the more you know, the more cool, calm, and collected you're gonna be. For bills in particular, you don't need to get too crazy with the research, right? It's not gonna be like me with my car where I went bananas and I needed to know everything, right? With, with bills, you know, you're, you're not gonna do as much of that. You might do a little bit of back work and, and we'll talk about what I usually do with that. 
So here's what I usually do to prepare quickly to talk about my bills. So firstly, I'll browse a few websites to sort of understand the game, right? If it's insurance, phone provider, whatever, right? Just kind of get a sort of um, understanding of what the market quote unquote is. You know, understand some of the deals that are out there as well as their competition. It helps to know what the game is offering so you know what's realistic. Understand the loyalty you have with the company as well. If you've never missed a payment, if you've been a solid customer, have that in your back pocket and, and don't be afraid to whip that out if push comes to shove down the line, right? As you're, as you're talking with them. Next, figure out what it is that you want from them. I'd say this is probably the biggest thing with respect to your homework is figuring out what you actually want. Is there a specific monthly price? Is it more service for the same price? Do you need more gigs of data? Like, what are your needs? Establish them, prioritize them. Know what's valuable to you and figure out what's non-negotiable. Like, bro, I'm not giving this up. This is this needs to get done, right? Know what is non-negotiable and you're a little bit more flexible on. Knowing what you don't really care about actually can give you the illusion of meeting in the middle down the line when really you aren't in any worse of a position with respect to your satisfaction. So what do I mean by that? For example, I got a new phone the other day. Super dope, by the way. Loving it recording this podcast on it. It's actually pretty dope. I love it. iPhone X. Friggin' dope. Anyway, um, when push came to shove, I knew that I didn't really care for gigabytes, but because I did my research, I knew that gigabytes were a large portion of the pricing. And so later into the call, when I wasn't getting exactly where I wanted, I proposed, well, why don't we reduce the gigabytes and you can give me a better price? And that actually worked like a charm. And it seems simple, but again, it's just a quick pull back. Why don't we do this? And that sort of shift really, really does work. And I didn't lose a thing that I really cared about in the process, but it did look like I was giving something up. So understanding what really, really matters to you and what really doesn't is key for when you're sort of navigating this with whoever's on the other end of the phone. And so lastly, with your preparation, know what your walk away is. Don't be afraid to walk if it really comes to it. And, and don't bluff with this either. You know, be real. You know, it might be a little bit of an inconvenience to switch whatever provider you're with, but companies, especially now, want your business right now more than ever. You know, if a company can't give you at least most of what you want, then another will. So again, please, please do your back work. Understand the game, so to speak. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be too intensive. Understand what you want and what's sort of out there and sort of marry the two. Figure out what's realistic and, you know, even ambitious for you and come in prepared when you're calling these people. Okay, so you understand what you want. You did the back work. Cool. Now, how do you actually do it? You know, how, how are you going to approach all of this? Are you going to be a hard ass? You're going to come on them? No holds bar. Nah, nah, nah. You know, yes, in some scenarios, being a hard ass can actually help, but I'd say you're much better to be what author Chris Voss calls tactically empathetic. Quick side note, my favorite book I've ever read in my life is called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. It's on negotiating. It is fantastic. And he talks about a lot of the stuff I'm talking about here, as well as a ton of other stuff. Go get a free friggin' audiobook trial. Download that book. Listen to it. You'll be a friggin' negotiating king after reading it. It's awesome. But eh, blah, blah. sidetrack. Let's get back to it. So yes, empathy, 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 empathy. 
biggest, biggest thing, right? These are human beings you're talking to. Emotionally driven human beings with families, feelings, lives. You know, you need to be very understanding of where they're coming from. It is their job to serve you. Listen to them. Listen to their limitations. Even though, you know, they might not be immediately truthful with this as we'll discuss later on. But understand what they're trying to do for you, right? When they're talking, you know, label their emotions. So, you know, to show that you're really listening to them. You know, use things like, you know, it seems like you're really trying your very best and I appreciate that so much, right? So, like, be very, be an active listener. Active listening, being empathetic, that's such a huge thing when it comes to negotiating. And I'd say that's one of the most pivotal things with respect to your approach. So like what you're trying to do with negotiating is, is really selling yourself and you're making them want to fight for you to win, right? They, you want to make them want to get you a fantastic deal. And so it doesn't have to be a gimmicky sort of approach. Just be listening, be understanding, be, be authentic, be real, like just be yourself. And you're going to come out nine times out of 10 on top just by listening to them. And you know what the biggest thing I do to create a connection with somebody I'm chatting on the phone with is here, here, here's the magic, the magic words here. Are you guys ready for it? Are you ready for it? I'm going to give you the magic, magic words to say to somebody to create a connection for it. Wait for it. Wait. Ask them how their day is going. Whoa. Shocking. Isn't it crazy? Right? I can't count the amount of times I've been on the phone with somebody on customer service and simply ask them, how's your day going? Holy shit. It's like, 20 times out of 10, they just completely unload. And if they begin to go on about their day, you better damn well listen and let them know that you feel them. I was talking to my phone provider actually the other day and said, man, you guys must be dealing with some crazy pandemic stuff, eh? And I'm telling you guys, this man went off, told me about all these crazy customers and bosses and all this stuff. And, you know, being real, like I genuinely care, like as you should too, these guys are dealing with a ton of bullshit right now. So listen to them, let them vent. This will only help your case and make them want to fight for you that much more. Also, be sure you're being self-aware, right? Show that you understand them by saying things like, I'm not trying to give you a hard time, or I know it seems like I'm quite persistent, but it's just my limitations. So again, show them that you're understanding, that you're reasonable. And again, just, just creating that sort of rapport on the phone is really, really going to help get where you need to be. Okay, awesome. So you've done your homework, you're being super empathetic, but they're not really giving you what you want right away, right? It's pretty inevitable because they're trained to not do that, right? Because most people, I don't have a statistic off the top of my head, but most people, I'd argue, don't push. They, they don't push, but you don't need to quote unquote push. You got to be what I call pleasantly persistent. Now, if you've done your homework and you truly know what your ideal scenario is, don't lay it out all on the table. Slowly get there by feeling out the person through empathy, right? Understanding them, small talk, you know, listening to them, understanding, letting them talk their options, things like that. Uh, Take your time. Be patient. You call them. You're in control. Lead them. Lead the conversation, right? And so there's layers to every negotiation. And with customer service, like I just said, oftentimes the good ones are going to have to have you pierce through those sort of layers that they're trained to to give, right? They're not going to give you the best price right off the jump, even if that's what they say. They've got they've got layers to this, right? They're going to say things that this is the best deal I can do for you or this is the best I can do, but they're trained to not give everything right away. 
they are only instructed to use promos at their discretion of losing business, right? So, so how do we get there? How do we, how do we get through those sort of layers? Well, this is done with pleasant persistence by doing your homework, deploying empathy, you will be able to push deeper to get where you need to go by one, knowing that they can do better than that because they can, I promise you, like all providers can do better than their initial offer. And two, being respectful, but firm. So for example, if, if they offer you two potential plan changes and both don't seem to work for you, don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry, I just don't think I'll be able to do that. That's the key phrase right there. I'm sorry, but I really don't think I'll be able to do that. And if they ask why, then tell them, well, you know, I was really looking for something in a lower price, which can we not explore other options? I'm telling you, they're going to be like, of course, of course, let's look into it. Let's look into it, et cetera, et cetera. So the key is to keep going in a kind and polite way, right? Don't be afraid to apologize, but make it firm, right? Like, I'm sorry, that just doesn't work for me. Can we keep looking for options? Can we keep trying? Can we jig some stuff around? Keep going respectfully, but you gotta keep going. As you walk through the conversation, slowly reveal things that you can't move on and what you're really looking for. So this might be the specific price that you want, the coverage, etc. You know, take your time, walk through it and guide them where you'd like. Again, you are in control here. You called them, their job is to serve you. And so you can lead the conversation in that sense, right? Now, in the scenario, and you know, this rarely, rarely, rarely happens. But if you've done your homework, you're highly empathetic, and you're pleasantly persistent. And they're still refusing to budge after several attempts, not just one or two, like several attempts of trying to, you know, get through that sort of layer, and they're just not moving at all. And they aren't even close to what you wanted, or maybe they're not treating you as well as you'd like, politely ask to speak with their manager or somebody else. And you know, that's the sort of iconic thing, the funny, you know, Karen that's coming in and, you know, I, where's the manager kind of thing. But if you do this, this is a very powerful tool. If you're, if again, you're polite, empathetic, and you, and you deploy that and say, can I speak about different options, etc. So again, don't worry about offending them. This, this isn't about offending people. It's about getting what you need at the end of the day. These are strangers and these are people that are there to help you. So don't be afraid to ask that if you're getting nowhere and you've kept, kept trying, right? So again, when you pull out this, you know, they know you're for real, right? When said manager gets on the line, you know, follow the same process you were doing, you know, at this stage, you know, because the manager's on the line, just be clear with what you want, continue to be empathetic and pleasantly persistent. And you know, it's highly likely, highly, highly likely that you're going to come out on top. Now, the last thing that I'd say on pleasant persistence, if you're walking through the conversation and you realize you set the bar too low for yourself, i.e. you can get more than you wanted, then don't settle, adjust, you know, pivot and try to get that new target for yourself. A caveat that I'll say though, is, is don't get too, too greedy or run rampant or, you know, be too, too aggressive with being too persistent. Again, it's, it's sort of a fine line. We want the other party to fight for us, not fight against us. It takes time to sort of walk that line. So don't worry if it's, you you know, not all natural, or this is your first time, it will come with a little bit of practice. So just try your best to get what you wanted or more as empathetically and respectfully as you can. So just some key tidbits that I want to kind of throw in sprinkle on those sort of, you know, homework, empathy, pleasant persistence sort of thing. So when you come to a place where, you know, you're saying a price that you were hoping to pay, you know, give a range. 
right? The other side will likely opt for the higher end of that range. So, you know, I was in the ballpark of I wanted, you know, 40 to 50 bucks, right? And they'll probably go for around that 50 bucks. So make sure that the higher number is actually closer to what you're really hoping to pay. Also, let them go first, you know, see what they offer. Again, this comes back to the listening thing. Let them give you the sort of uh, deals, quote unquote, that they have uh, so you can hear them out. So you can uh, further understand where you're kind of going with the conversation. Now, once you've heard them out, don't be afraid to drop that anchor if you need to. Now, what is what is dropping the anchor mean? Well, that means setting the price range much lower than you're willing to pay, right? Again, for negotiations and for bills especially, you really don't need to worry about offending them. Don't This, this isn't their plan that they're giving. They work for this company. They, it, there's no personal stuff that's invested for them. They're just an employee, right? So don't worry about offending them and dropping that low, low price. It's not their money. It's their friggin' job to help you. So explain budget restrictions, your difficult circumstances. You know, obviously don't oversell it. Don't be, you know, fake and all that. Be real, explain your limitations, whatever those may be. And by anchoring the conversation and giving a low range of prices, you may not get the first price you throw out on the lowest end of that range, but you'll likely anchor the conversation and get where you want eventually. And another thing I do want to say with all of this negotiating stuff, you will be uncomfortable at some point. It's it's just inevitable, especially if you haven't done this before. But you know what? We're going to change that because you've got to push through it, right? You, it doesn't matter if you're stuttering or your heart's racing or whatever. Just just keep going. Take a few deep breaths. Don't even be afraid to be like, can I have a minute? If you know, you're really sort of nervous, I, I completely understand that. Catch your breath, nice and easy. We are the ones that are in control here. You've gotta push through and keep going because again, if you've done your homework, you have realistic expectations, you gotta be persistent to get where you wanna go. You are not attacking them. You are not being greedy. You are making your case for what you find reasonable and you're working with them towards a mutually beneficial solution, right? Carry that energy, work together, it's collaborative. And I promise you that you're gonna have success. Okay, cool. So my favorite part of this episode, I'm gonna do a negotiation scenario. So here, I'm going to actually carry out a mock negotiation with myself to show, you know, sort of the things that I've been saying. You know, I'm gonna alter my voice in editing to give the appearance of a conversation. So, but don't get it twisted. This is a 100 million percent true story of how it actually went down and how I used all this stuff above to get where I wanted. And what I truly wanted was a $45 per month plan. And it went a little something like this. Hey, how's it going? I was just looking to, uh, you know, talk about some different options with my phone bill. I'm really tight on my budget, so I kind of just wanted to talk through a few different uh, scenarios. Of course, sir, no problem at all. We've got this new plan for $65, five gigabytes, Canada-wide calling. And then we also have this other plan, 10 gigabytes, $75, Canada-wide calling, all the, all the goodies. So which one of those sound good? Ah, you know, I totally, I totally understand and I appreciate, you know, the offers that you're giving, but I really don't think I'll be able to do either of those. Are there any, are there not any other options? Of course, sir. Of course. Let me look at what I can do. Can you please hold? Yep. Some time passes, some time passes. Yep. So, so what I was actually able to do, I'll get you a plan for $60, two gigabytes, Canada wide calling, and I'll throw in a loyalty gigabyte or two. How about that? How does that sound? 
or I can, we can still do the $70 one. I'll, I'll drop it down from 75. We'll do the $70 one, 10 gigabytes. How does that sound? Sir, thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate that offer that those are two really, really good offers. But again, I, I really don't think, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I'll be able to do that. You know, honestly, what I was really looking for, I was looking for the price range at 35 and $45. So is there any way we can sort of reduce down maybe the gigabytes and we can, we can stay, hold, stay hold to that price? I'm sorry, sir. I do not think I'll be able to do that given that you're on a medium phone plan. You know what? Again, I really do respect, I understand your limitations and things like that, but you know, I have been with you guys for a few years. And so um, I really would appreciate if we can look uh, into some other options. If you need to take your time, you need to put me on hold. That's, that's no problem at all. If you want to just search around for it, but I'd, I'd really appreciate if we could get in between that 35 to $45 range. Okay, sirs. Okay. No problem. Please hold. I'll check it out. Sir, yep, just give me a few seconds. So how's your day going, man? Oh, it's been crazy, man. Just having a ton of calls and a lot of nonsense. And ugh, it's been it's been uh, something else. It's been something else, you know, and my boss is on my ass, all these things. You know what, sir? Here's what I can do for you. Let me know if this works for you. $45, two gigabytes, and I'll set you up with that come next, next bill cycle. Sir, I think that sounds like a great plan. That sounds like a great idea. Thank you so much for looking into it for me. Thank you for working and, and getting it in. I really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, I'm sorry if I was so persistent. I just, you know, I got a budget restriction. I'm really trying to get in between that range, but uh, I really appreciate you finding me that deal. No problem, sir. No problem, sir. Please hold. We will set this up. Thank you so much. So not a perfect rendition of what sort of happened, but you get the idea. I didn't stop. I kept going. I wasn't very you know, rude. I just kept telling him, Hey, like, listen, dude, I can't do it. Like, can we look at some other options? Do you need to put me on hold? No problem. I appreciate what you're doing for me. Um, and this literally happened several, this has happened several times with my phone provider, insurance provider, etc. Again, just pushing, being polite, understanding their limitations, being patient, things like that. So a lot of that stuff. And, you know, maybe there's a few things that I might not have said in that specific scenario. But again, all of these things sort of tie into this. So I really hope that sort of brought light to what I've been talking about, right? Now, the last thing I'll say before the new money mailbag, guys, you should negotiate everything. Now, today we only talked about bills, but you can apply a lot of these principles, right? Doing your homework, being pleasantly persistent, extremely empathetic, to things like your job offers, cars, and all kinds of different major purchases. I'll likely do episodes catered towards these major life events to help you get there faster, but those episodes are going to consist of the same preparatory, empathetic, pleasantly persistent-based principles. Now, you should negotiate every last thing in your life. I just wanna leave you guys with that. If you don't listen to any of my other episodes, you should negotiate every last goddamn thing in your life. You know, I live by the saying, if you don't ask, you don't get. So make the push, ask the questions, fuck the fear, and you'll find more often than not, you are going to win. So now just diving into our new money mailbag. And this week's question was from a user on Instagram named Millennial. What is it? Melanin Millennial Finance, I believe is his name. Um, and he asked, what can good credit afford you? So 
in episode three, I talk about debt and good credit. And you know what? Good credit can get you a lot of the good things, uh, especially with some of the good debt, you know, things like your mortgage, um, you know, if you're refinancing your student loans, etc. So, you know, having a good credit score, uh, it's not everything, but it's definitely super helpful um, with respect to getting lower interest rates on loan products down the line. And it can save you thousands down the line. So, you know, you might as well have a sick credit score. So uh, very, you know, it's it's very beneficial to have a good one. So I'd recommend, you know, keeping in good standing, you know, not over utilizing your card. And again, talk a lot about this in episode three. So go check that out if you want to hear sort of my thoughts on credit and things like that. But thank you, Melanin Millennial for the question. Dope question. And yeah, let's just jump into the recap. So number one, You have nothing to lose and everything to gain with negotiating your bills. Yes, it may seem like it's pretty scary at first, and it kind of can be, but like anything, you just got to do it, and trust me, you'll be glad that you did. Number two, do your homework for the given negotiation. Uh, You know, more strenuous negotiation, more homework, etc., as well as have an evaluation of what you actually want and what's immovable for you and what isn't as, you know, immovable for you, what you can kind of throw in, so to speak, and not really care about. And that'll really help you craft the sort of deal that you want when you're going into this. Number three, deploy tactical empathy. Again, tactical just means you're, you're using it as a sort of tool. You know, deploy tactical empathy to truly understand the other person's point of view. Talk to them about their day. Understand their position. Label their emotions. Tell them they're doing a great job. You know, because they are. Listen to them. Treat them with the utmost dignity and respect. And I promise you that they will want to fight for you. And number four, be pleasantly persistent. Don't stop when they say something that you don't want. You got to be respectful and pleasant, but you got to be persistent. The key phrase when they're saying something that you're not good with is, you know, I'm sorry, but I just don't think I'll be able to do that. Keep pushing. Again, this isn't like any other negotiation. The other side's job is literally to serve you. It's the loyalty department, right? You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. So keep pushing forward in a respectful but firm way. Guys, do these things. I've been doing these things since I was 15. I'm 23. It's eight years of getting on the phone with these guys. I'm telling you, these are tried and true methods to getting sweet deals. So please, please, please give it a shot. Do some external research as well. Um, You know, obviously I'm not the negotiation king, um, but I just, I love the stuff and this is sort of what's worked for me. Um, Again, guys, please give it a try. You know, you, you don't ask, you don't get. So DM me on Instagram or Facebook or friggin' TikTok, I don't care. Get at me somehow. Any success that you guys have, please, please tell me. Please, I wanna know. It it makes me so happy if I was able to help anybody with this episode. Thank you guys so, so much. I freaking love ya. I'm out this mother. Peace. And go get Never Split the Difference. It's a freaking great book. Freaking awesome book. Go get it. Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference. I'm out this mother. Peace.